Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good after whatever it is, wherever you are. This is um, Help Sheffield Podcast, episode number 25. Um, um, this is Elf 1. Today we have joining us Elf 2. Say hello. Hello. Yeah, well done. Marvellous work. Um, that's Elf 2. He might ask one question in the next half right. an hour. Okay, he might. He's even thought about it before he's even started. And then we've got... Um, someone else joining us today as tends to be the way with these things we've got someone who's doing some good stuff in Sheffield and today we have Lauren Hart Lauren Hart she's got her own name last time we did that and noticed someone missed the gap and then we had to fill in and pretend that that wasn't happening um, but this week Lauren knows her own name so we're off to a good one so Lauren has come to us um, via the powers of Help Sheffield on Twitter and has said that she would like to talk about one of or three of three things that she's got going on in the world so i don't know which hat we're going to start with lauren so tell us about thing number one that you wish to discuss with the elves of sheffield so thing number one is the independent visitor scheme in sheffield which is basically um people volunteer to support a young child or young person using the care system um so it's a once a month uh, activity where you go and do something fun um, with a young person you're matched with them and you basically have like a friendship um, okay yeah. so who organizes that so it's um, run by Sheffield City Council the children's involvement team they're amazing so Angela Taylor runs the scheme and she's absolutely incredible and so she matches all the volunteers up with all the young people so rather than just put that person with that person she basically um finds out what the young person likes what the adults like and then matches them really i don't know how she does it but it's amazing and so she matches really well and hopefully you get on so how long have you how long has the scheme been running if you know and how long have you been playing along which i hope you know um... Uh, the scheme has been running, I don't know, quite a while, at least maybe five years, subject to funding, so it's obviously funded, um, and I've been doing it for three years, which is absolutely amazing. It's one so of the once, best sorry, once a month, you've been, have you been with the same young person for the entirety for three years? So once a month, what, a weekend, an evening, or is it your choice, or how does it begin yeah it's once a month and you get 20 pounds to spend on an activity to do together um so you can go out for food um go to the cinema obviously before covid um do something, <laughs> do something that the young person wants to do and um yeah it can be in the evening it can be at the weekend it's all just depends on what suits you and what suits the young so person what, what sort of things do you uh, what sort of things do you go off and do with them then um, the young person I match with really likes to kind of go to like quirky cafes and go to kind of like um, hipster coffee shops and things. So we tend to just go for coffee, go for food, have a mm. chat. But in the last year, we've basically been going for very like long walks and having takeaway coffees, really. Mm. That's so, good. It kind of fits in nicely with the £20 budget, I suppose, doesn't it? Coffees. Yeah, it's surprising how quickly the £20 is spent. Mm. Especially if you eat it. Well. <laughs> hipster hipster coffee it. shops as well. Yeah, just name drop some hipster coffee shops, just in case people are thinking, who, where were they? Where have you hipstered at? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but there's an amazing one in um, 
in Broom Hill on the main road and they do those like, uh, is it cruffins? So it's like a croissant and a muffin together. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, so sorry. And oh. there's also um, <laughs> another one I can't remember on Eckersall Road. Used to be couch, but now it's coffee or something like that. I don't know. Are you leading oh, these things, Lauren? You're just being dragged along. Do, do you, do you, are you concerned yeah. for your own welfare? You seem to be just getting taken to cafes and you don't know where they are or what they do. I don't remember the names of things, oh. but we always go to the same ones. But okay. next time I go, I'll make sure I remember uh, <laughs> to take note of the name. Thank you. And if anybody ever listens to this, you could tell us where Lauren's been and then we'll tell Lauren where she's been if you want to. It <laughs> is um, uncertainty. So where would anybody find out about this little matchup of young person and adult coffee shop? So about the scheme? Yes. <laughs> um, if people are interested, um, you can find it on the council's website in, or if you like, you Google independent visitor, Sheffield. Okay. Um, the details will come up. And um, also they're on, there's like a Facebook page for it because they're always really looking for people, especially men. Um, okay. There's a lot more women that do it than, than men. And the children are aged between eight and um, 18, but then the scheme has now been extended for older children. Um, so after they're 18, well, they're not children then, but they might've been in the care system. Okay. So there's also that as well. Will they become adults? They will become adults, yes. I like that logical progression. It's good. Um, two things I have noticed on this podcast, not for the people who are listening on the podcast, but because we've got videos on, we're on the old Zoom. One is that Elf 2 is um, product placement in by drinking Coca-Cola on a regular basis. And um, the second observation that I've made is that Lauren wears a watch on the inside of her wrist. I do, I mean, yes. Yes. Great. It's easy to look. It's, um, I also don't really like watches, but it's got a stepper. It looks like it doesn't, but you know it counts your steps, which has been very useful in lockdown. Is it a hot <coughs> stepper? A, <what? laughs> a hot stepper. What's a hot stepper? Amy Camozzi, here comes the hot stepper. Murderer. I'm a local <laughs> gangster. Like, oh, this is... Like 1990-something. <gasps> you're a bit older than me. <laughs> wow. Blown out of the water there. Um, right, so is there anything else you'd like to uh, mention about the pairing scheme? The What's it called again? Sorry, remind me of that bit. Independent, Independent visitor. visitor. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's not the best um, name for a scheme, um, but I think it's one of the best things I've ever done, actually, and I think I really like working with young people, and I think um, young people who are in care can kind of get a bit of a bad reputation for being kind of like having challenging behaviour, just behaving in a really way that scares people. And I think actually mm. if people did the scheme, they'd, they'd realise that a lot of that stuff in the press isn't the truth. And it's Yeah, I mean, it's like everything in the news, I suppose. It's all extremes, isn't it? And there's a whole raft of different things that people have, you know, I guess in this in this place where they're, they're looking for somebody like you to, to help out. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's not their fault as well. Like they didn't choose to be in care. And I think... Um, it's I think with the scheme because we're the only adult in that child's life who's not paid to be there I think that makes a massive difference in terms mm. of um, you don't get normally everyone in their life is reading all this big file that like follows them round yeah 
the scheme it's it's that you just meet them and say hello and say what what do you like to eat and it's all about what they want to say rather than what I already know about them which I think is really good. Are there any limitations on the adult joining up? Do you need to have a car? Do you have to be full DBS checked? Anything like that? Is it a long process to apply? It's not a long process. You do need to have an enhanced DBS check um, because you're working with, obviously, vulnerable people. Um, In terms of what job you do or experience, you don't need any experience with children and young people. Um, You can be any age as long as I think you're over... um, I want to say 21, but I don't know the actual age, but you've got to obviously be an adult um, and want to do it. I think it's not something you do to look good or to kind of, I don't know, make your CV look better. It's actually like a genuine passion to want to actually do it. I think the consistency is important. Like you're saying, you've had the same child for three years. That put your yeah. sort of a, a permanent fixture in his, her life um, at the moment. So they can rely on you. It's not something you can sign up and just go, oh, I'll see you next Tuesday and not bother turning up kind of thing, I suppose. You've got to be yeah. reliable. The minimum commitment, ideally, even though obviously some things happen, is they like people to say two years so that they are giving that consistency because yeah. that's one thing that a lot of children and young people in care don't have because they've been from placement to placement from professional to professional so yeah. um yeah, I, guess- I won't stop doing it i think as long as a young person wants to meet up with me then i'll carry on doing it yeah so- i guess they're probably like you know just as concerned that you, you maybe meet up and they think oh that's great they you seem really nice but you know am i going to see you again are you, are you just going to stop turning up you know like mm-hmm. everyone else that's maybe come and gone in their life or whatever yeah and I think it's like it's just fun like I actually have fun and I don't see it as this thing I've decided to do and oh it's like because some things that you volunteer for can be really kind of time consuming or it's just not like a the right fit so Um, how long sorry how long do you (laughs) how long do you generally um meet up for um just in case anybody asks I think so I tend to do long visits mainly because we both chat a lot so we do like like a few hours but it can be like half an hour an hour going for a walk or or depending on the child depending on what you want to do like we've been to London we had a special treat because we'd saved up some of our budget and um, we basically had like a special request to go to London which was amazing so we spent the whole day in London um, which is obviously a long visit but that's like a walk not Sheffield (laughs) <laughs> was the queen don't talk, we don't talk about that london do we it's big and smelling stuff happens yeah. and everybody I mean, goes i don't like it <laughs> when he went to london was the queen in we didn't visit her no we're not sure we're not bothered about her um, she does she likes pop round she likes that kind of stuff i just ring up and have a pop in see how she is i'm quite intrigued about what's in her handbag hmm um, what does she carry around? What does she need? Cadbury's buttons. <laughs> a velvet toilet ones, seat cover. Ones. Big ones. Velvet toilet seat cover. Um, Windies. Definitely has some Windies. <laughs> Windy. For, short for Windsors? No. <laughs> short for not having wind? I know, but I just thought... It, no, you know, just, quite, just let me, just let me go with it. <laughs> That, that Coca-Cola product placement is doing you in, Mr. Um, Elf 2. You haven't ever heard you speak yeah. so much. Anyway, 
Anything you'd like to add about that? Oh, you're getting feisty, aren't you? I'm not sure I like it. Um, Anyway, we'll move on swiftly, if I can, if I'm allowed. Anyway, um, is there anything else you'd like to mention, um, Lauren, about the um, scheme? Is there anything that we haven't sort of covered? Um, I think, I don't know. I think I've said everything, but I just... I genuinely believe like it's the best thing that I've done. And like if someone told me about it and I was like, oh, why have I not heard about it? And I think um, it's not widely known. And I think okay. because, yeah, it's just not widely known. So I'd could like, you, like to. Could you throw some tweets in the direction of the Help Sheffield elves? No. And... Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Sounds like you want to promote something and then you've backtracked. Weird. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that happened. Um, okay, so I'll try again. Pretty please, Lauren, if you could put some tweets out there and mention the scheme, possibly with a link or two in, I will share that with the masses and see if they're interested. And then you might get some people who join you in your mission to help the young people. Okay, we will move on to item number two. Lauren, item number two, what would that be that you would wish to tell the people of Sheffield? I could turn into a quiz panel show now. <laughs> This is lockdown. Hasn't come out. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is lockdown. Over to you in <laughs> studio too. <laughs> oh, rhyming, um, marvelous. We're in. Uh, thing number two from studio two is um, what is it? Drama therapy. So I'm training to be a drama therapist. So I'm quite passionate about um, all things drama therapy. And now, yeah. now Elf, I nearly said his name then, Elf One, um, as, as Jazz Hansing. So drama therapy, tell us about it. What is it? Where do you do it? What's the long-term plan? Um, first of all, my question to the two of you is, what do you think it is? So I think it's probably engaging people in, you know, drama with a, with a view that it's going to be kind of providing some sort of therapy and help to them. By I don't know, maybe acting out particular things that, that are kind of helping them a bit subconsciously or something. I don't know. Hoping you're going to tell us. Elf number one. What's why, why is why is our podcast being hijacked and turned into a quiz questions for us? I'm not sure I even want to answer. Whatever Elf Two said, I was slurping tea, so I wasn't really listening, if I'm honest. Um, I got the gist. Yes, helping people. So using drama <laughs> to assist people with their well-being. So it might be acting out. If someone has emotional difficulties, pretend it's done through a drama set where this child comes into the room and goes, I've got a problem. And the mother, pretend mother, says, this is how we're going to work this. And then the child goes, ah, this is me. And then they become free and open and tell the world about their issues. You've done that before, haven't you? What? <laughs> Drama therapy, by the sounds of it. I think I need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. We could all do with a bit, maybe. <laughs> this has all descended into babble. So, um, yes, you were both, you're both pretty much... Um, like spot on I think the main thing is basically like therapy but rather than just talking it's using a distance approach so it might be that some things are too difficult to talk about and can be re-traumatizing for people so it's using stories using creativity acting role play um, music movement things like that 
Better distance. So when you're saying you're currently learning to be a drama therapist, is that at the university or one of the universities? Yes, unfortunately, that university is not in Sheffield, so I don't want to mention it because it's a Sheffield podcast. It's like it makes... I can mention it. It's not in. It's not in London, is it? It's not no. in London. No, it's uh, the University of Derby. So I'm in my final year of training. No, it's close enough, I suppose. Isn't it? Just had to mouth something there that so you can't hear it on the podcast. But anyway, we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so. Do you actually do like placements for drama therapy and you go out and do this kind of stuff with kids who are requiring it currently, obviously lockdown permitting? Yeah, so as part of the training, you have to have two placements. So in the first year you do um, a placement in one setting. So it might be with children, young people, adults, like maybe a secure setting, mental health placement, things like that. Um, you basically choose which kind of client group you want to work with and then you try and find a placement. So my placements are in Sheffield because that's where I live um, and everyone else on the course has got placements in different places. And um, so I work with children and young people who have been excluded from mainstream education in one placement. And at the moment I work with um, children who've experienced domestic violence um, and so we basically are supported by the university and a placement to be able to kind of learn and develop our practice um, in a real setting. Um, Presumably this already, this, there are practitioners of this in Sheffield currently doing this sort of work. And so basically, so would... What do you typically do? You presumably do that in a setting like an alternative provision or a PRU or something like that. Um, pupil referral unit for those people that don't do schools. Um, so are you, I can't even remember what my next question was. I was just like reiterating what had just happened and now it's gone completely out of my head. We could edit that or we could just carry on. Um, do you like it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's amazing. Um, I think, so I've been wanting to do this course for about 10 years. Um, so I'm a theatre maker and I've worked with children and young people for about 13 years. And then I kind of wanted to merge the two together. And then I managed to get onto the course and because it's quite an expensive course because it's quite a commitment because yeah. you have your own therapy as well to be able to understand what it feels like from a client's point of view. Uh, and obviously asking like a lot of you to look at yourself because if you're not aware of things within yourself that can come up then you're not going to be able to be there for a client um and we do it in different settings so it can be schools pupil referral units um hospitals depending on where um people want drama therapy and there are um, people practicing drama therapy in various places in sheffield um it is still quite a new um like drama therapy has been around quite a while, but it's still quite a new um, thing that people might not have heard of. They might have heard of yeah. art therapy before, but mm. it is it is a kind of recognised profession and um, registered with like the Healthcare Professions Council and it's just still a bit new for people. Yeah, because it's... Sort uh... of... oh. Go on, Elfon. No, you go. I was going to say, what sort of... Um, what sort of reasons do people usually get referred for um, you know, like drama therapy as opposed to like other types of therapies. Is it just to, maybe depending on what the person 
kind of feels like they might want to try or is that is there usually like some kind of more clinical way yeah i think um majority majority of it is um <laughs> don't know what i don't know what elf one's doing um i think majority of it is that it, they think that the creativity might be able to help the person so and also another thing is with trauma so mainly um people who've experienced quite um big traumas in their life trauma stored in the body and drama therapy uses the body rather than just talking and using the head um so it's kind of a way to um process things that have happened in a way that is safe so it's not going to make people relive what they've been through but there's a distance um so mainly people that have experienced trauma young people who have um maybe got as I like to say, challenging behaviour, as schools call it, which I don't really agree with. So that's kind of behaviour such as um, acting in a way that isn't deemed acceptable in schools, such as violence and um, things like that, which comes from experiencing difficult situations and that's their way of communicating it. But then in a school setting, well, I'm not condoning violence, but in a school setting, there isn't enough um ways to deal with it so it might be that it's like oh we'll refer them to drama therapy so they get some one-to-one time or mm. work in a group so it's going to support them in finding other ways to express themselves and communicate and to help them so i think the sort of what i'm taking from that is if anyone does have their own issues their issues with their child or young person then that could be another avenue that they could have a look into I don't want to particularly rush you on, but um, I'm trying to make sure we fit into Zoom's 40 minutes of allocation. Otherwise, we get cut off and we have to start recording again and it all goes a bit pear-shaped. Um, so anything you want to add on the end of thingy number two or should we move on to thingy number three? Um, I think the only thing to add is that um, anyone can access drama therapy and it could be that they're just having they want to try it out or they're just maybe having a difficult time at the moment with what's going on. It doesn't need to be this big kind of traumatic past. Um, and it also, it's offered one-to-one and in a group setting, whatever. You missed an opportunity there, Lauren. You could have said it doesn't need to be this big drama, but we'll move swiftly onwards to thingy number three. What is thingy number three, Lauren, in your third edition of um, thingies of the day? So the, Thing, thingy number three um, is, so I work um, at a charity that um, supports children and young people who've experienced domestic abuse. And um, yeah, I think it's it's an amazing place to work in terms of just all the support that's been given to children and young people who've had really difficult circumstances. And at the moment it's more, I mean, it's always an issue but it's more, um, what's the word? Pronounced. More, yeah, because of lockdown and, and people are stuck in their homes a lot more. Um, apparently this meeting will end in 10 minutes, so um, there you go. If you want to just name drop the charity that you work for. Um, so it's called Haven. Okay. And we're, it's the only charity in Sheffield that's specifically for um, supporting children and young people experience domestic violence it's there are obviously lots of different charities working with families and things but 
Um, there's no other charity that's working specifically just with the children. Have they just joined Twitter or have they just got more Twitter keen recently? I think I've seen them. They are on Twitter. Yeah. Do you know what their handle is off the top of your head? Um, I should do, but I think it's Haven Org. I think that's, Haven yeah. Sheffield, because it is not to be mistaken for Haven, the holiday company, which is something very different. Yeah, yeah. that could get really confusing and complicated for all people involved. <clears throat> I'm I guessing think... they're not tweeting a lot at the moment, though. Not much of that holiday stuff going about, is there? No. Yeah, no, no one should be really going on holiday, yeah. should they? No. Oh, it's for, it's for uh, based at the Zest Centre, is that correct? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And their handle is Haven Sheffield. So that's Kicking H A V E N Sheffield. And that's on that Twitter thing that I've um, used a couple of times in my life. So if you want to look up haven.org and they um, help young people, um, unfortunately mixed up in the world of domestic abuse. Um, I think we're always looking just just to add we're just looking we're always looking for volunteers if anyone thinks oh I could help out with some admin or I'd like to do some work <clears> from young people but I, I obviously have a job somewhere else or if people have got money which I know at the moment that's a, a bit of a struggle for a lot of people but we're always looking for people if they want to help us in some way. Do they use easy fundraising website do you know? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I know we're part of the Christmas um, Mission Christmas Appeal with Hallam FM, you know, the... Okay, yeah. Um, now, the, the Easy Fundraising website, I signed um, someone up for it the other day. Basically, if you shop online, you, a percentage of that purchase goes to a charitable thing. So basically, you don't need to do anything as a charity. You just get people to use a link before they buy anything from Amazon and 4,000 other places. Mm-hmm. And then a certain percentage of that purchase goes to um, goes to the charity that's involved. It's quite easy to sign up to. Um just thought they might worth having a look at that if they want some money uh, for doing very little work. Um, someone I work with, um, I think during Christmas, I think she actually bought Amazon because of the amount of money that's come through because it's a really small percentage and there's like £7,000 billion coming. So I think she's bought Amazon and we've just got a share of that deal. So it, it can work, especially if you've got a lot of people buying stuff. It's, as I say, percentage is small, but over time it'll build up into something rather than nout, as we yeah. say. I think I think it's like if you go to smile.amazon.co.uk rather than amazon.co.uk and then that's where you can pick your charity that you want to send your percentages of your purchases through. I presume they make money from advertising, don't they? Or just being Amazon, they just got too much money and give something away because yeah. they should. Anyway, um, that's enough of the politics. Um, right. Um, we've only got approximately eight minutes left on the call. There are a couple of things that I want to speak to you after the call, Lauren, that I don't want to do on the podcast. Um, Elf2's put in uh, five digits and a thumb in the air, which I believe means six minutes remain. Is that what that means? Correct, yeah. Oh, it just marvelous. saved me having to say it, but it's kind of ruined that, hasn't it? <laughs> well, you didn't, you've not said it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. Moving swiftly on. Okay, so in summary then, so Lauren, we've got the... Um, I can't get my head around that name of that. I can't remember what it is. You weren't number, number one. I was listening to number one. I just can't get my head around. Um, independent visitors. Independent visitors. I don't know why. It won't stick in my noggin, that. 
and then drama therapy and then avon.org for um, the children with domestic abuse in their life unfortunately um, and I think unless anybody's got anything to add I'm going to wrap that up and make sure that we don't get cut off by Mr. Mrs. whoever runs Zoom um, so um, I'd love to be called yeah. Mr. Zoom no, I'd like a good book. surname. You could write a book about you, couldn't you? Or a Mr. Men book. Yeah, but like one is a rubbish surname, isn't it? <laughs> Elf's a good first name. One for a surname, <laughs> not as good as it could Mr. be. Zoom. Yeah. Did you hear about the man on Radio Sheffield the other day who works at Beg Borrowed Steel Bar in town when it's open? He got drunk sometime over Christmas and then about three days later he got a letter with the post and he'd, whilst drunk, Inadvertent, well, advertently, changed his name by default to Celine Dion. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, a, that's a new level of kind of junk, isn't it? Capable enough to change your name, but yeah. 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 there was a form for that, was there? He had one bottle of fizzy wine. I just thought, crikey, imagine what you do on a proper night out. Dangerous. <laughs> um, but to be fair to him, he's going along with it. He was called Thomas, he's now called Celine, and he's been on Helen DeGeneres because it went a bit viral when he posted last night, inadvertently changed my name to um, Celine Dion. Excellent. Well, you know, things you learn when you're doing Help Sheffield, all good fun. Yeah. Right, kids, um, it's nearly my bedtime at 20 to 7. So um, unless anybody's got anything to add, I'm going to call this a night. Anybody got anything to add? No. Right, thanks for listening. That was Help Sheffield Podcast, episode number 25. Um, hopefully you learned some stuff. Someone listened, someone tell me they listened, someone download it. I should do that at the start probably, but you've already downloaded it by the time you get to this point. But anyway, um, I enjoyed myself. It was a lovely time. And um, I'm now going to stop the recording and we can chat uh, merrily about other things. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>